Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. So today is episode number four. Thanks for joining the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Principe. Today's super important and I'm really excited to share this information with you guys. We're going to be talking about navigating the holidays with or without your toxic parents. So this is a time around the holidays when, you know, people's trauma comes up, you get triggered more easily, you can even get triggered into depression, anxiety, PTSD. So this is a really, really important time to, um, you know, give yourself that extra time and care, maybe set some boundaries, maybe, um, maybe you are seeing your parents. Maybe you're not seeing them. Maybe you're feeling guilty, you know, shame, all kinds of things can come up. So we're going to work through some of those today on the podcast and hopefully that'll help you as you navigate the holidays. If you are not in the Facebook group, the Facebook is called Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. Please join if you're not already in there. Love to have you over there as well. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. So this um, this could be helpful for you if you are already feeling anxious about the holidays, you've already started to have heightened anxiety, um, you're on high alert, you're, you know, you are, um, you're, you're kind of on, uh, your nervous system is, is hijacked, right? Um, more so than usual. Okay, and that's because the holidays bring up all kinds of mixed emotions, feelings, again, shame, guilt, anger, sadness, loneliness, depression, anxiety, or maybe you just feel meh, nothing, you feel blah, you don't care, right? Um, Also in the past, if you felt like you had to put on a mask of your false self around your family and you can't be authentic, got to ask yourself if you want to really keep doing, you know, is that something you want to keep doing? And if you are doing that, why are you doing it? Um, another one is, you know, you take on all the drama of others by trying to have that perfect holiday. So maybe you are, you know, codependent or enabling, um, other family members, um, trying to keep the peace, hold it together. Um, and again, that's something you want to ask, you know, why, why are you doing that? Um, another one is maybe you just isolate. You don't feel any joy. You can't wait for it to all be over, right? So I talk to a lot of people that are just like, I want it to be over. Um, and so that can also take place. So any and all of those are valid, okay? And that's part of your experience. Um, but let's see if we can work through those with some ideas that can um, maybe create some joy and peace for you. Okay, so maybe your holidays were not joyous, they were not peaceful growing up. Maybe you can remember a few good memories, doesn't matter. You can create whatever you want. Anything that feels good for you, you can create that. So holidays are very, 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 very conditioned and you know, like a Norman Rockwell painting, but the truth is, is that that was not reality for most of us. For many of us um, that experienced trauma, we didn't have that Norman Rockwell um, Hallmark card Christmas, okay? 
For many of us, our holidays were filled with drama and chaos and maybe even violence. Um, so one of the things that we can do, and it's really, really important here, is to feel empowered during the holidays with new choices that we can take care of us. And that's the biggest act of self-love that we can give to ourselves. Holidays can look like whatever we want them to look like once we get over the conditioning that it has to be a certain way, right? Okay, so nothing has to feel overwhelming. And I really want to help show you ways that it can get easier uh, so that you can bring more joy into your life over time, right? Again, this is, you know, whatever feels good, baby steps, something that can feel joy, you know, something that can feel joyous. Um, I've talked to some people that said, you know, they just can't imagine a joyous holiday. And that's okay if that's where you're at. But maybe I can give you some little tiny ideas that can make a difference. Um, so most of the time, again, these holidays are going to bring up the unresolved emotional pain of not having that perfect family. It's heightened during the holidays, not getting loved and supported um, at any time during your childhood. And so the holidays are just going to bring all that to a head, right? Um, and, and it could even mean, you know, some people feel suicidal or they could have their PTSD triggered and things like that. So please find support. Um, or call someone if that is the case for you around the holidays. All right, so let's talk about a couple of different scenarios that you might, you know, that you might be experiencing um, around the holidays, depending what you're dealing with. So let's say that you are debating on seeing family. You're, you know, you're trying to figure out you should see them or not see them. And this could be if you typically are low contact or no contact. A lot of people come out of the woodwork around the holidays and they try to make contact. Um, you might feel guilty. So those, these are times when, you know, we we break the, if we're, you know, we, we might break our no contact um, or low contact um, boundary that we have set and we might make an exception. And again, none of these are wrong. It happens to the best of us. Um, because again, it's that sensitive time, right? So if you're struggling with if you should attend a family hunk function or not, I want you to, you can even write this down, write down what usually happens in the presence of so-and-so, right? In the presence of your mother, your father, you know, what usually happens, okay? So if there's a history of every single holiday, you know, your mother um, gets completely shit-faced, drunk, falls in her plate, or gets into an argument, you know, if, if that is like a thing that happens every year, because their, their own trauma is heightened, and so they got their own issues around the holidays, right? Um... Write that down because that's, you know, so so if that happens every year, like clockwork, the chances of that happening again are, you know, like 99.9%, right? Um, so write that down. Then write down, you know, how does that make you feel, right? How, how do you feel? Do you, you know, your anxiety is through the roof. You, you know, what's going on for you? Write that down, okay? Because that's really important. Um, 
you know, your anxiety is through the roof. It, it, it takes a week for you to calm back down. You know, that's your nervous system being completely hijacked and all those different hormones being released into your system. And, you know, is, is that really something you want to, um, is that worth it? You know, you got to ask yourself, is that worth it? Um, yeah, so write down how that person usually behaves. You know, past uh, behavior is an indicate a great indicator of future, you know, what could happen, right? Okay, so then ask yourself, is that something I want to be a part of? Is that something I'm willing to be a part of? To subject yourself to, to subject your kids or your spouse? Um, is that something you want to be a part of? And if you, and, and then write down, once you write down your fears, right? So most of the time people have a fear. My biggest fear is, um, you know, well, I'm going to go see, you know, I'm going because I, because they're going to talk bad about me if I don't show up. Um, there's going to be a smear campaign against me. Um, if I don't show up, I'm going to have backlash. So I'm just going to go and, and, you know, bite the bullet and go. So your biggest fear is what? And, and it's usually, you know, those, those types of things. There's going to be a smear campaign against you. And again, you, you got to weigh out the odds. You know, what, what would happen if I didn't go? And what masks are you wearing, right? What mask do you have to put on? You have to put on the good girl. You have to put on, you know, you got to put on multiple layers of masks of your false self. Um... Is that something you want to, you know, continue doing? And why are you doing that, right? What do you get out of it? What is the benefit? Okay. So there's that. Okay, so let's go on to a different scenario. What? Let's say you have limited contact, your LC, low contact, uh, with one or both parents. Um, and let's say maybe there's a... Um, you know, maybe they want to come and they want to give presents to the kids, okay? Um, and so that's a time when you want to, you know, you got to be control of, you got, you have to be in control of that contact and what makes you feel okay? What would make you feel okay? All right. And again, going back to past behavior with this person, um, if you set boundaries before, are they someone that um, doesn't respect boundaries? Usually... Usually they don't respect their own boundaries. They have no boundaries and they don't respect other people's boundaries, right? So again, going back to past behavior that influences, you know, predicts future behavior. Um, I'm going to set a boundary with my, you know, fill in the blank, mother, father, whoever, uh, that they can come drop off presents um, to the house, okay? And maybe they're not, you know, they can come out, the kids will come outside, or, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. Again, you know, if you've done this in the past, how does it go? Um, so setting those boundaries that make you feel okay is really important and sticking to it. And letting them know, hey, um, you can come drop off presents to the kids and they will see you for 30 minutes uh, on, I don't know, on the porch, inside, whatever you feel comfortable with let them know that that's a boundary and you let them know and they say is is that okay for you and if they want to rant and rave and then you just say i'm sorry you feel that way that's all you say 
Um, and if, you know, if, if you don't want them at the house, can you meet in a park or a coffee shop? Um, or meeting one parent, let's say you have a semi-relationship with one parent, not the other one, you know, maybe, hey, I'd, I'd love to see you, but you know how I feel about mom. Hey, dad, I'd love to see you, but you know how I feel about mom. Um, can I take you out for Christmas breakfast? Um, you know, I'd love to have that time for you, you know, with you. And if he says, oh, well, no, mom won't let me go. Well, hey, dad, you're an adult. You can make your own decisions. Um, you know, just those kinds of things need to be said. They need to be said. Those boundaries, those truths, they need to be said. Okay? Really, really important. Truths and boundaries. Okay? And so it's really important to set those boundaries beforehand, before, you know, so people know, right? They know up front, hey, before you come over, or if you want to come over and see the kids, this is what needs to happen. Are you, you know, are you willing to do that? That has to be set up front. Um, or, hey, you know, uh, you can come over, but no drinking is allowed. If you are intoxicated or under the influence, you know, if somebody's a drug addict or alcoholic, that's not allowed. You know, can, is, can you do that? Um, and some people can't, right? A lot of people can't. If you are going to their house... Make sure you have a plan. If something starts to go badly, you have an exit strategy. You have a plan. You're, how are you going to leave? You're going to excuse yourself and you're going to leave. Make sure you, you, know, you have that in place. And if you're bringing your kids or your husband or spouse or whoever, that you guys are all on board with that. Um, and you, you leave. Somebody starts lashing out at you, leave. Again, if you're going somewhere, dropping off a few gifts for somebody else, uh, you know, keep it short and sweet. Quick appearance and done, right? You did your you did your thing. Do not get involved in conversations or drama. You just say, I'm sorry you feel that way, and you leave. That's it. You do not give them an in to start a conversation that is going to end in a trauma loop, right? You're going to get looped, and you're going to be on the hamster wheel, and, and there's no way off, so you keep it short and sweet. They can rant and rave and yell and scream, and you just say, I'm sorry you feel that way, and you leave. This is also saving you from that emotional turmoil and nervous system, that hijacked nervous system, fight or flight or freeze. Okay, and you can let them know, hey, mom, dad, whoever, um, remember that last Christmas when you threw the turkey across the room or you yelled and you whatever? Um, I'm not available for that again. You know, I'm not available for that. And let them rant and rave, and I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm not available for that. That's not the kind of behavior that I want to be around. You're welcome to do that with other people, but not with me. You make it really clear and you make it short and sweet. This, this, if you haven't done this before, it's scary, but this is what needs to, you know, be in place. And if they're not used to that because you haven't stood up for yourself, you know, they're probably going to get pissed or rant and rave and yell and scream. That's okay. Let them do it. You're not responsible for, for managing their emotions. You are not responsible for managing their emotions. Okay. 
Um, again, limited contact can maybe just send a card, um, send an email, a text, just a quick phone call. Um, you know, if again, feeling what, you know, what feels okay for you um, and what, you know, based on past behavior, it could, or nothing, nothing at all, right? If you're no contact. You set the rules for your own self-care and your emotional well-being. You got to know your emotional well-being. Are if this if this interaction causes anxiety, upset, um, you know, depression that sends you into a spiral, I would highly recommend not doing any of it. Okay, because your you've got to put yourself first. Your health and your emotional well-being and your nervous system is only going to get better when you don't have these interactions. And when you get healthy and strong enough, you can have interactions and that are not going to send you into a, you know, downward spiral. But if you're not there yet, you've got to have these boundaries in place so that you can heal and you can take care of yourself. Because you probably haven't done that in the past. Um, okay, so... If you're already, let's talk about if you're already no contact, and maybe you have been for a while, or maybe this is your first year no contact, you're gonna feel, you might feel a lot of guilt come up. That's totally okay. Or even if you've been no contact for a while, you might, you know, you might have some guilt come up. That's normal. It's okay. Don't feel bad about it. But go ahead and try this exercise. Write down the reasons you went no contact in the first place. You know, just go ahead and write down why you went no contact in the first place. This is going to help you establish why you want to keep no contact, even if you feel guilty, right? So a lot of times the guilt is over overwhelms us and overtakes us, and that's when we make contact, especially around the holidays. Um, but, you know, remember past, past interactions and why you went no contact in the first place, okay? So it's okay. Sit with the guilt. What is that guilt about? Where do you feel it? Uh, just, you know, sit with that. Sit with that guilt and any feelings that come up, just let it happen. They're all valid. And you don't have to feel bad for feeling that way. And so that really is, you know, the importance of self-care. Um, anybody, it's with or without trauma, everybody's rushing around um, you have a lot of things you want to do. You feel overwhelmed. It's, it's a busy time. So if you already have a high, you know, you have that hypervigilance, um, it, it can add to the stress of being overloaded and overwhelmed. So recognize that, um, when it happens, you know, before it happens and really, you know, be aware of those times when you are feeling overwhelmed and ask for what you need. Okay. And again, you can let others know by setting a boundary. Hey, I'm really feeling overwhelmed right now and I need you to give me some space for about 20, 30 minutes. Can you do that for me? I really appreciate it. Okay, this is meeting your adult needs. You, this is meeting your adult needs. If you have somebody in your life that you can say, hey, I, this is really overwhelming. I'm having some feelings come up and I just need 30 minutes of you know, time alone to just breathe or, you know, sit in silence. Um, or maybe I'm going to go for a walk. Um, I'd really appreciate it if you, um, you know, 
watched the kids or whatever or, you know, supported me, can you do that for me? And I think that if you are in loving relationships, um, that people are going to do that, right? That's meeting your adult needs. Super duper important. Uh, Because our wounded adult inner child could throw a temper tantrum and start yelling and screaming um, and shut down and not ask for what we need, you know. So that's typically what happens. If you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed and you come home and the dog is, um, you know, whatever and there's dirty dishes in the sink and you might start yelling and screaming. um, And that is a wounded response. So you really just want to say, hey, can some, you know, can I, I need 30 minutes. You know, nothing, the dog can, whatever, the dishes can sit there and get control of your hijacked nervous system. Really, 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 really important. Okay. And that is asking and meeting your adult needs. You are meeting your own needs by asking for what you want instead of yelling and screaming, okay? We've all done that. Um, Asking for what you want is meeting your adult needs and other people will meet them too, but you have to ask for what you want. So it is super duper important to just slow down and get present with yourself, okay? What am I feeling right now? What's going on? You know, if you are getting stressed and you're, you know, you're getting short and snappy, what's really going on? What am I feeling? What am I feeling? What's really going on? Oh yeah, these holidays. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, my mother did this or my father did this or whatever, right? So just get real with yourself. Slow down and get present. Okay, super important. Surround yourself with healthy people who get what you have been through. Really, you just need like one or two people and maybe a dog. Dogs are really healing. Okay, so you don't need very many, but you do need one or two people that are emotionally attuned to you and that understand you and validate you and get you. Super important. Okay? And remind yourself why you're doing this. You want joy. You want freedom. You want peace. That's, that's very important. That's a lot more important than, than a lot of things in life. And yeah, self-care, you can do what you love. Take a hike, a bath, get a massage, buy some flowers. Do something that sparks joy. Isn't that what the um, Marie Kondo talks about? So yeah, do, go do those things. And remind yourself of how you wear this false mask to make others happy while betraying your authentic self. Okay, so for example, I used to go out of my way to get presents, spend hours in the stores, closing on Christmas Eve, trying to find the perfect gifts. Um, You know, I would drink copious amounts of alcohol to just get through it all. And that started, you know, I don't know, mid-December, December 15th, all the way till after New Year's. Um, and I had to find the perfect outfit. I mean, some of it was fun, but it wasn't necessary to stress myself out so much. So, you know, those things aren't really something that I do anymore. Um, 
because I, that was kind of putting on different masks and, and doing different things that uh, weren't really true to me or authentic. So, you know, if, if you're someone that does that to feel good, just take an inventory of that. You know, just ask yourself, is this really necessary? Am I stressing myself out? Why am I doing this? You know, again, because I want to be liked, because I want to be loved, you know, those kinds of things, right? Um, because then you can really begin to create a new holiday, however you want it to look like. And if you're thinking like, I can't think of a damn thing that I would want to create, think of a small thing. Can you just go for a walk? Notice um, how good it smells outside, nature, something really small, you know? We feel bad because we think it should be a certain way, but it, it can be whatever, you know, it can have whatever meaning you give it. Uh, that's the freedom because we're not bound to this conditioning that it has to be a certain way. Then we are locked in to that. Um, and when you don't have that conditioning, you have the freedom to do whatever the heck you want and who cares what other people think. So can you think of a tr tradition you can create now? Maybe it's just going to the movies. Or going for a hike. You know, how do you want to feel during the holidays? I just want to feel peace, joy, and connection. And if that's just sharing a meal with people, I, I mean, and that's it, that would be perfect. That would be perfect, right? It doesn't have to be a lot of gifts. Um, I just want to feel calm. I don't want to feel stressful. I, I'm stressed. I want to feel calm. So... If that's what you want, you just want to feel calm because you've never felt that, then maybe you're just getting together with some people and connecting over food. For Thanksgiving, I made a pumpkin pie and that was already like the maximum that, you know, I want to do. And it was like the best pumpkin pie ever and it was perfect. And so that's all I did and I didn't feel bad about it at all. Okay, so... One thing that is really, really healing is volunteering for, you know, feeding the homeless on the holiday or around a holiday. It's a great way to get out of your head if you're lonely or you're feeling, you know, you're having a pity party. Um, you're helping others and it feels really good and it feels purposeful. So that, you know, I always recommend doing something like that, doing it with, um, you know, the people that you do love. Uh, it's, it's really, really great if you haven't done it. Try that. Have a get-together with close friends, right? Um, Christmas with friends. Invite other people over. Um, when I was single, before I was married, I would just get together with other people that didn't have family or, you know, that weren't going home for the holidays or whatever. And it was great. We had a great time. Um, so that's always an option if you have close friends or people that you can get together with. Um, or get invited somewhere, you know, that, that can just be a, a really nice connection. Like I said, go to a movie, go on a trip. I used to go on vacation during the holidays and that was fabulous. Um, go on a hike. I love nature. So that's always very healing. Go out to eat. I've done that before. There's usually Asian, um, type restaurants open on holidays, uh, there's always something open, and so that's always an option. I've done that. You know, do some yoga or something restorative and meditative. 
whatever makes you feel good and again it can be really small um, and build from there and you can try different things you know whatever whatever feels good to you just to start to bring some peace um, and a little bit of joy and then build from there and it gets easier as you keep healing and as you keep going and making things the way you want them to be, you are free. And that is the beauty and the gift that I cannot stress enough how beautiful it is once you get over the conditioning that you are free to do anything you want. And that is a beautiful thing, my friends. You, you know, that is worth, I mean, that's priceless, okay? You are in charge of how you want it to go. You are in charge of how you want it to go. Nobody else is, right? Okay, and this is building capacity within you to do all these things. I'm not saying you got to do all this, you know, this holiday season, but you can begin to incorporate some of these things and you will build capacity for, you know, greater strength and empowerment and freedom within your life as you get better at it because it's practice. Boundaries are practice especially with people that don't respect boundaries, you know, creating something that feels good, um, undoing the conditioning, undoing the learning, right? So, you know, it takes time. It takes effort on your part, but the payoff is great. The payoff is great because it's true healing when you can get to this point. So start small and build from there. It gets easier to keep going and you can just do, you know, get through um, some of these holidays and start building a future that feels really good, okay? And when I say feels good, meaning your nervous system is not hijacked and it's not hypervigilant anymore, uh, that is the best feeling in the world. Especially if you're like me, my nervous system was, you know, in fight or flight, stuck on mode for, I don't know, 40 years probably. So, yeah, to have a calm, relaxed nervous system for the most part, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Okay. You're doing some of the hardest work there is. So go easy, take your time, be gentle with yourself. This is literally some of the hardest work, okay? So find a calm space and decide, you know, what, what feels good to you, what, what works for you. And it's really that self-inquiry, right? So getting out of the habit of, oh, well, I just, you know, put, you know, I keep doing this and I don't know why I keep doing it. Well, you know, do some self-inquiry, deeper self-inquiry. And why do I do this? What am I getting out of it? You know, why do I keep going back for more, right? It's that um, wounded child, do, you know, as an adult doing those things, right? Taking off those masks, being yourself. Hey, I'm not putting, I'm not going to be my false self anymore, right? I was that kid who um, tried to please and, you know, I didn't want mommy or daddy mad at me. So I tried to do the right thing and, you know, all of that, right? So go, go take a look at that a little bit deeper. You deserve this and it's time. You can start now this holiday season start today 
Value yourself enough to take the steps to create it. Value yourself enough to take the steps to create this, okay? So I hope you found that helpful. Um, I hope that your holidays are going to be different for you, okay? And the only way they are is if you make some of these changes. Again, if you're not in the Facebook group, join over there because you you can post and ask questions that I will answer. And there's a lot of other people that have been through the exact same thing. And the support is tremendous. Navigating no contact with toxic parents. All right, you guys, I hope you found this podcast helpful. Navigating the holidays. This is a big, big thing. It's a big deal wherever you at, wherever you are at in the process. I commend you for doing this work. All right. Nobody is talking about this. It's so, so important. So many of us suffer in silence. Don't let that be you. There is support and help. And I'm here to work with you. All right, you guys, thank you for joining and we'll see you again soon. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2020. It is coming to you live on New Year's Day with the podcast, Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. I'm your host, Tracy Principe, with a beautiful and growing Facebook group of the same name, Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. Feel free to join and join us as we build this community. You are not alone. You are so not alone. So today's episode is something that is, um, I would say, every single one of us has, and that is guilt. The guilt of going no contact. And the guilt can last for years, even decades. It is so, so, so ingrained. And I want to um, break it down a little bit. This is a big, huge topic. It's very layered. It's very, you know, it's just not a straight line. Um, But this is a question that I get asked daily. Um, You know, why is the guilt? Why do I feel guilty? Why is it so, so hard to um, overcome the guilt, right? And what we can, you know, what we can do about that. So the first thing is, I don't want you to feel bad about feeling guilty, right? So, you know, we feel guilty and then we beat ourselves up because we feel guilty and and we just, you know, we're in that cycle again. So it's okay to feel guilty. It's normal. It's, you know, something that we all have experienced. If you... um, Also, what happens is a lot of times because of the guilt and it's so strong and so powerful, um, the emotion overtakes us is that people break the no contact rule because they literally just can't handle the guilt, right? And so they go back and they make contact 
Um, and then that cycle continues again. Usually they, you know, break contact again. Um, and then the guilt might get overwhelming and they go low contact or contact and that cycle just continues. So even if you do that or have done that again, this has probably happened to, you know, almost all of us that guilt is a really, really, really strong, strong emotion. So if you have broken no contact because you just couldn't handle the guilt, that's okay. It's okay. It happens a lot. So again, don't beat yourself up more than you already have by, you know, doing any of those things. Okay. So, all right. So let's just dive into it a little bit. Um, Again, there's so, so much to get through around guilt. Guilt is, you know, the feeling that you've done something wrong. You have done something wrong. You're a bad person. And, And here's the thing, is if we came from trauma, you've already been wired for guilt from a really young age, okay? So babies don't have guilt. Guilt comes, you know, a little bit later, maybe you're three, four, five years old. So, you know, think back to your parents and maybe they shamed you or guilt tripped you. You know, that started at a young age. Um, And so we started getting wired for that at a really young age, right? So we started to get wired and, um, and that carried through. Uh, our childhoods into adulthoods where we're still carrying that guilt around okay because it's a you know we we learned that from a young age especially even you know even if you came from a religious background um you you could have really be suffering from a lot of guilt um, around religious conditioning but any of us the guilt is going to be there. It's going to be really, really strong because we got indoctrinate, indoctrinated to that at a young age. Um, and that's that's the simple reason. Um, it has to do, you know, with your neocortex in your brain. But the simple reason is, is that, you know, we got, we, we got bombarded with that. Um, we got wired for that at a really young age, right? So that's the simplistic reason as to why this guilt is so, so, you know, it's, it's, it's like a drug. It's so hard to break, right? But it can be done. It can be done. Um, so, so there's that. So the other thing is if you had parents or a parent that was excessively guilt trippy, right? Guilt tripping um, behavior that a lot of our um, toxic parents have and abusive parents have that guilt tripping to control us, to manipulate us, to brainwash us, right? So that guilt tripping behavior is very aggressive. It's very strong. Um, And and it caused us to um, have low self-esteem, right? It caused us to not be able to protect ourselves from that. And we didn't, you know, we didn't have a way to um, say, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not accepting that, right? So oftentimes what happens is, you know, guilt causes a very low self-esteem and self-worth. We just, we don't feel good about ourselves. 
And again, that was a wired response at a young age. Um, That can lead to lots of anxiety, depression, um, all kinds of mental health issues. It can lead to addictions like drinking. Um, And, you know, it really comes down to not trusting ourselves, not having the autonomy to say no to protect ourselves, right? We just had to accept it and we took on those beliefs as our own. Okay? And so if you had those parents that were manipulative um, or, you know, or even said things like you should be ashamed of yourself, Um, you know, where you got indoctrinated into that and that was wired into you at a young age, then that's why this guilt is such, um, you know, uh, a hard thing to break. It's a hard thing to break, okay? You are wired for that. So if you constantly question yourself and in your mind you're going over things over and over again because your mind just can't um, you know get around this guilt that it's wired for that you might also feel that guilt in your body you know what does that guilt feel like in your body in your mind it's going to be um, you know you're just going to be replaying and rehashing and, and all that kind of thing with that monkey mind that goes on and on and on and then but think about in your body how that guilt feels um you know you might feel it in your stomach or your chest or you know maybe your stomach tightens up or gets upset or um your chest also might feel tight you know but think about where you feel that in your body the body reaction to that guilt too because it's such a strong strong emotion it's very different from other emotions like anger and fear and sadness it's a very different emotion but it can also be laced with other emotions right so that guilt makes you feel sad or maybe that guilt even makes you feel angry um so you know so really feeling why it's there a lot of times we suppress that guilt and of course we know what happens with the suppressed emotions they don't go away they leak out in other ways right they leak out so you know we didn't have rights as children we didn't have um we weren't able to be assertive to those parents that were guilt tripping us Um, and they had their own emotional issues that were driving them okay and so we were we got conditioned to managing their own emotions and we never learned how to manage our own emotions we couldn't manage our own emotions as we were managing theirs and our response to it which were, you know, became our coping mechanisms and which became hardwired in us, okay? So just because those parents are suffering possibly with their own suppressed guilt doesn't give them the right to make you suffer with guilt, okay? So they probably have their own self-protection and that guilt tripping could be their own self protection habit right 
but you doesn't mean that you have to respond to that or feel guilt guilty about it okay and that's how we learn to become you know we change our response we you know so a big part of releasing some of the guilt is changing our response because it is not you know we take on this responsibility for our parents and that's why we feel guilty oh you know what if they die or um you know oh they're sick so i feel really really guilty i feel like a bad person um and, you know, because I, I'm, I'm a bad person if I don't do whatever, right? Or maybe they, maybe they're the hovering parent that's constantly texting and emailing or stopping by or sending letters, you know, that um, guilt tripping us, um, though, though, that makes it even harder, okay? Because we feel like a bad person, again, especially if you were... Um, indoctrinated into that, you know, be, be a better person, be nice. Um, and if you have a tendency to be that people pleaser, be that better person, you know, take the high road kind of thing. Again, this is going to be even harder. Um, if you have those hovering kind of parents versus those of us who have parents that don't, um, that, that, don't respond, right? So you've got the parents that are hovering and, and calling and, you know, trying to get your attention or guilt trip you or you might have the parents that um, in a way make it easier because they kind of um, uh, make their own no contact right so in my case my mom is pretty easy because if I don't contact her she never comes looking for me Um, and even when I did con, you know, have contact, it was always me reaching out to her always. I mean, she would never, ever, ever call me. Um, and that's just the way she is. So in a way it makes it easier, but on the other hand, it's like, wow, this person really doesn't give a shit because, um, you know, like she never, ever reaches out. Right. So but your priority as an adult, as an adult, because you, you're an adult and you, have, you, know, you are able to make choices. You did not have a choice when you were a child, but you do now. So your priority now as an adult is self-protection. Okay? And that's the only way you can break this guilt-tripping habit is by changing the way that you respond to whatever it is of how, you know, you're being, um, guilt tripped, right? And so that's really one of the ways that, um, you know, changing your response because you have that choice, you have the power to do that, um, is going to, you know, they do not have that control over you to guilt trip you, to hover, to, you know, whatever, because you're an adult, okay? And changing changing your responses, even though it's scary and maybe you haven't done it before, um, it's going to be hard, but that's the only way that, you know, you can continue, you know, by continuing to set those boundaries and doing it over and over again with practice is going to change that habit in your brain, right? Again, it's a hard habit to break, but it can be done with practice and with, you know, assertiveness, conscious awareness and assertiveness um, because they don't, you know, they don't have the power over you to control how you feel anymore, right? 
they don't have the power over you to control how you feel because you're an adult. And what this does it is it begins strengthening our, strengthening our own trust in ourselves, our self-esteem, our self-worth, and us as an individual person separate from them, okay? Separate from them. We really have to separate ourselves from them. And that's a way that we get our power back, get our self-esteem, our self-worth, our trust, um, you know, back and we can be an individual person. And so we can really start to know who we are, right? When we are involved in this guilt, the guilt is a trauma bond, okay? The guilt is a trauma bond. Um, we, we just have a lost sense of self. Again, it's not our fault. We have this, we don't have a clear sense of ourself where our boundary ends and theirs begins, right? It's, it's like inner, it's so, so, so intertwined. Okay. And so this is some of the hardest work that you will do. It's some of the hardest work that you will do because this guilt can last for decades, decades. Um, and then it can cause so much harm of going back and forth um, you know, with that no contact and then feeling guilty and breaking it and going back and, you know, to the same old, same old, nothing ever changes. Um, and the guilt is still there when you do that, right? It, it's just, it gets overwhelming and you feel it and you just can't take it anymore. And you go back. It's like a bad relationship, um, to try to, you know, to, to try to mitigate some of that guilt, but that guilt is still there because you're not healing your guilt by doing, you know, going back, right? You're only trying to not feel that feeling because it, it's not fun. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that, that guilt, um, it, it can feel really, really, really shitty, right? And it can take over and overwhelm you. And maybe you get depressed and anxious and all of those things. And it feels, terrible. But going back is only, you know, it's a temporary thing, right? It's, and that's why it works like a drug, right? It's not solving the problem long term, you are just getting your fix, and then you feel better and for a period of time, and it goes back to the, you know, to the same thing, you are not solving the problem long term. Okay. So it's a, that's why it's a really good idea to have help with the guilt. Um, because if you can, you know, if you have a therapist or a mentor or even a close trusted friend or partner or someone that you can talk about, um, that will understand you, that will hear you and validate you. And most importantly, not make you feel more guilty, Um, You know, you don't want to pour your heart out to someone that isn't going to um, have a response that, um, you know, feel feels good to you. Right. So. um, Yeah, you know, again, the guilt, you know, the guilt can be very suppressed. It can be disguised as, you know, drinking more, eating more you know, overworking, you know, those kinds of addictive behaviors, um, even snapping and getting angry at people, right? Um, or, or isolating, you know, all of those things can be disguised as um, guilt, okay? And then just not that self-care, not that self-care, 
not taking care of yourself. Um, so, you know, it's going to take a little, it's going to take a while to break these bad habits. And it's going to take a lot of self inner work. And that's why it might be important to get some help with it. Okay, because this is a learned behavior that started in childhood. So, you know, it's a it's a long, it's a long road. But, you know, be really, really clear and honest with yourself and, and assessing this guilt about how it's impacting your current life. Okay. Um, you know, how is it interfering with your other relationships? It's, you know, and, and that, that's a telltale sign of how is that guilt interfering with uh, your other key relationships with a spouse or children or other family members that you, you know, do have a better relationship with, you know, um, and how are you hurting yourself? And how is it holding you back, right? It, are you still punishing yourself for your wrongdoing? You know, are you, are you just self-loathing and self-punishing? Um, are you looking for forgiveness? What, you know, what is that um, unhealed emotional hurt that is attached to the guilt, right? So what, you know, this is something to really, this is at the core of it. What is that unhealed emotional pain, that deep, deep, deep pain from your childhood that is attached to that guilt? Okay, what is that really about? That is going to give you a lot of feedback into the guilt, okay, and how you um, handled feeling guilty as a child, right, started repressing it. It goes with shame, but it's different than shame, but it's definitely connected to shame, okay, so, you know, there's, there's so many ways that we started to feel shame and guilt, right, And so really doing that serious self-reflection of the root cause of this. Again, especially if you were actually told repeatedly you should be ashamed of yourself whenever you did anything wrong, right? So you were a child and those superiors, your parents, your elders, or those people that you loved or respected, um, you know, they shamed you and how that developed into feeling guilty and shaming yourself now for being a bad person right good bad good bad very black and white okay so this you know it it's so so important to empower yourself and really look at you know what what this is really about that deep-seated hurt and emotional pain. That's what it's about. Okay? Okay, so really examining the origins of it. Okay? Because it wasn't your fault, but it is going to be you know, it is, you are going to have to empower yourself to get through it. 
And like I said, it's a long-term plan. Um, and maybe, you know, it's going to ebb and flow, right? It's, it's going to, um, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And that's totally fine. That's totally normal. It's okay. Okay. But here's the thing. Like all emotional responses, its purpose is to get you to take action to do something different, right? So those emotional responses that are telling us over and over again, you know, it's, it's, you know, these things, it's not to go back to the abuse to solve the problem that it, that never works. Its purpose is to get you to take a different action to change your response. Um, and, and that's hard because you've never done it before. You weren't taught that. Okay. And you have to engage your emotional brain, not just your thinking brain, okay? And yeah, it's going to trigger, right? It might trigger that primitive fight, flight, freeze response. It might trigger um, anger, defensiveness. You might run away if that's your kind of coping mechanism. Um, you freeze, you do nothing, you, um, you know, whatever you're, again, you want to look at those coping responses that you do as well okay you get stuck in that guilty feelings and and you just freeze or you fight and you blame others okay so what is your coping response typically like um so we might not even be conscious you know consciously aware of how this plays out in our lives i certainly was not um and, and so I had to become aware and conscious of my fight response, right? Which was denial and dissociation um, to temporarily uh, get away from those feelings, okay? But then I would, because of that fight response, I would feel guilty about that. And that wreaks havoc on my physical and psychological and emotional mental health okay and so really really getting honest about that and getting you know being aware of the freeze where doing nothing just you know just doing nothing and just wallowing in the guilt right or punishing you know you punish yourself you just punish yourself. You just beat yourself up with the guilt. Okay? And so really, really taking a look at all that stuff. Really taking a hard look at it and being honest with yourself um, about, you know, the damage that that's causing to you and other relationships. And... Um, you know, figuring out new tools to begin to, you know, establish new healthy habits. And that's when things really start to change. And it's so worth it. The hard work is really, really, really worth it when you get on the other side of it. And so, you know, you are not a bad person. You don't deserve to feel guilty for something in the past that you didn't have control over, okay, when you were a child. You're not 
a bad person for not talking to your parents. You are not a bad person um, because you didn't respond to their cry for whatever, right? Manipulation and guilt tripping. You're not a bad person. It is not your responsibility to take care of their emotions and how they feel. It is only your responsibility to now take care of your emotions since nobody did that for you and you didn't learn how to do that. That is going to be your biggest, you know, hurdle is to learn how to take your, you know, manage your guilt, right? Okay. So, you know, really assess that deep guilt, sit with it, feel it, and let it come over you, whatever, you know, and and yeah, that's hard, it feels terrible. Okay? And think about your own values. What, you know, what, what, what are your values? What are your rules? It's not wrong to want to be respected, to want to have, you know, um, morals and ethics and, and boundaries and things that you live by, right? Your truth. It's important to understand what that is because we can feel stronger and more empowered when we know what's acceptable and what isn't, what we will put up with, what we won't, you know, tolerate, right? Okay. So you can even begin to write, you know, do some writing around those feelings um, and those hurts and... um, how you want to move forward with what's important to you and what's tolerated, you know, tolerable, what's not tolerable. Okay. Super duper important to begin to decipher this and take responsibility and change the behavior. Get out of that trauma loop. Get out of the trauma bond. Okay. And what is that going to look like? And, you know, this is a really, really important thing to start doing now. If you want to have 2020 as your year where you're going to, you know, really break free from all this. Because going no contact doesn't mean that you are healed, right? Going no contact often means that all this shit that you were avoiding because you were in this this loop, you know, this trauma drama loop. Um, and that's why people stay in the trauma drama loop because they don't really have to face anything. So when you actually go no contact, that is not healing. It is oftentimes all the shit is that's when it comes up, right? That's when you realize how deep all that is. Um, 
and yeah, it can be overwhelming and it can hurt and it can feel like it's never going to end and it can feel like death. But that's what going no contact is all about. And so, yeah, you might feel great at first and you might feel empowered. um, And then, you know, and then as things settle down, that's when things start coming up. And you're wondering like, wow, I thought, you know, what the hell happened, right? Um, because all that stuff had has is now going to start coming up and showing up. And that's totally normal. That's how, you know, that's usually how it works. So, um, and that's why this isn't easy. Okay. So... Be brave, be courageous, you already are, and now you get to do the hard work of, you know, working out the guilt. It's not your responsibility to feel guilty, and it's not your responsibility to have guilt trips laid on you um, from parents that have their own issues, and that's why they're doing it, right? So you want to keep yourself free from this troublesome guilt that you get caught up in. Okay? So, again, in closing, it's really important that you understand and have a really good, strong sense of your values and how and your rules for your life, right? Um, And what you want that to look like. So it's really important. You can write that down. Okay? And it's really important that you set boundaries. Um, And it's really important that you uh, don't ruminate in that guilt when it's going around and around in your head. Okay? Um, You want to take some kind of action instead. All right. So what is that plan? You know, make a plan. I have a plan to deal with this guilt, and that includes what? It includes I'm, you know, I don't have to feel guilty. Um, I don't have, I am good enough. um, And I don't have to manage my, you know, mother, father's emotions. That's not my responsibility. And so... This is what I'm going to do going forward and, and write out some things that, you know, you would like to do going forward. Okay, so begin to have a plan of action written down that feels good. It can be very small baby steps. Okay. can be very, very small baby steps. It doesn't have to be um, overwhelming at all. And again, check your body, right? Check your body. When you feel guilty, do you curl up in a ball? Do you feel it in your stomach? Um, you know, if you're a sensitive person, where do you feel that? 
Okay. Okay, and not beating yourself up, right? Not beating yourself up with those words of your parents who might have told you you should be ashamed of yourself. So write those things out. Another really good thing to do is, you know, if, if you had, what did your parents tell you about that? Um, you know, that punishment was the only way, you know, punish, that you're bad and, and you need to be punished and you should be ashamed of yourself, those kinds of things. Write those false beliefs out if you have those in your mind. Okay, and then change that story, right? Write a new one. And you can write that out and then you can burn it when you're done or, you know, tear it up. But write out those things that you were told that are just absolute bullshit, right? It's not true. It is not true. And write the truth. The truth is you're assertive and you can set your boundaries and you can feel good about who you are and what you're doing with your life, um, you know, write that out. So, so, so important to do something with this guilt, right? Instead of have it floating around in our body, we gotta get it out and, and do something with it. So whether that's talking it out or writing, feeling in your body, a combination of those cognitive and somatic type things are really, really important to do um, to not leave out the body and how your body feels, right? And those responses and creating new responses. It's a lot of work. Um, but start out small. You know, just take one step, a small step, okay? A small step something that you can feel good about all right and just remember all that you know all that guilt tripping it's it's their problem that's the way they cope in the world and you don't have to be a part of that anymore I'll be diving into this topic more and more this is this is kind of a you know a simplistic overview of it the guilt I mean guilt is I can't think of a more you know just layered um, spider web it's like a giant web that that um, leaks out and is so so deep um, this topic is certainly this is the first of many that I will be sharing on guilt and shame which are similar but different um, but I wanted to start today's off with guilt um, going just because it, it affects all of us um, like I said, and some of us for years, even after we've gone no contact for years and years, we still have the guilt. So again, it's okay. It's there because we've been hardwired for that, um, more than other people, but everybody has guilt. It's just, it's a collective conditioning. Um, but we can definitely mitigate it and feel better about ourselves and feel empowered, and we can still have some guilt, but we are not going to run back to the um, 
you know, to the, uh, the guilt trippers, right? So we can have the guilt even, but we come to a point where we're not running back to the guilt trippers to avoid that pain, right? And maybe we'll never be 100% guilt-free, but we can still live empowered lives, feel good about ourselves, have better self-esteem and self-worth, and trust ourselves more. And the guilt will subside, right? So just think of how you might feel with the guilt subsiding. And, you know, it might still be there to a certain extent, but it's not going to send you into anxiety and depression and overwhelm you and overtake you and break no contact. It's not going to feel like death. Okay? That's what we want to do here. All right, so... I'm going to sign off for today. Just wanted to dive into that topic a little bit more. Um, Thank you so much for listening and joining in today on this really, really important topic. All right. So let's make 2020 guilt-free, as close to guilt-free as possible. That would be a great start to 2020. And again, I dive deep into this more in my Facebook group, Navigating No Contact with Toxic Parents. Let's make this a great year, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.